0: Welcome to Anchored with Mike Robinson. As you listen today, you will discover what it means to have Jesus Christ as the anchor of your soul. Let's discover him and find purpose today. It's good to have you with us again. We're so, uh, we've got so excited on pursuing revival that we have not stopped. Uh, This is actually part four and uh, maybe we'll even come back and do more on this later because I've enjoyed this, being with my daughter Anna here um, and getting her view as from Gen Z as a teenager. And my view was, uh, you know, being in ministry for over three decades. Um, but we both have that same heart to see revival in this generation. And, um, we were talking about a scripture and I want to, I want to go to it here. And it's, um, you know, it's, it's about being salt and light. And the Bible says that you are the salt of the earth. But if the salt loses its flavor, How shall it be seasoned? It is good for nothing but to be thrown out and trampled underfoot by men. It says, you are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket but on a lampstand, and it gives light to all who are in the house. Then I love this. So let your light shine. So shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your father in heaven. Wow. I'm going to say that again, that you let your light so shine before men. I mean, so shine that they may see your good works and glorify your father in heaven. You know, without the purity of pursuing the presence of God and putting him first, we can't, our lights don't shine correctly. Mm. And and I want you to share the illustration that you had about the, the flashlight.
1: Yeah, yeah. So the Lord kind of convicted me again and showed me, like, I need to stop being a flickering light. So in our house, we have two types of flashlights. There's a <laughs> flashlight that whenever the electricity goes out, we're like, okay, you press the button, it turns on, it's fully shining, right? But uh-huh. then there's these other flashlights we have in our house that you have to hit them a few times or you have to screw the lid the right way or click the button on and off and then it finally shines and then even then it might be dim and so the lord kind of showed me hey anna you need to stop being a flickering light like stop being the flashlight that i have to hit a few times to get it to (laughs) finally work and like we i have to stop compromising in these areas of like i care what people think about me all the time or apathy. I said that in a previous episode, like compromise can look like apathy. I think in my head, I always saw compromise as, you know, I party all week and then I go to church on Sunday or like I drink a little bit too much, like things like that in my head. But really the Lord humbled me and was like, you're not that holy. Like (laughs) compromise for you, it's literally equal. It is, okay, I'm afraid of what people think of me. I'm not being bold in sharing the gospel. I'm not, you know, any of these things, I'm letting my mind run rampant and letting my thoughts control my Uh life. Like that's compromised too. And so he just really convicted me of that and showed me like, I need to be a bright shining light Mm -hmm. that you have to press on the button. I'm not living by feelings. I don't have to be, I don't have to have my lid screwed the right way for me to work and really shine. I don't have to be put in the right circumstances for my light to really shine. And I think that's interesting that that verse says to for you to see your good works because I think we always focus – it's a beautiful thing that we focus on faith, right? But faith without works is dead. And so if we're not – if we don't have fruit, if we aren't showing, hey, we're not compromising in whatever area that may look like, whatever side of the spectrum you're on, like, that is – that's beautiful. That's shining your light. That really is shining your light, is having good works that can be seen because you are shining your light. Yeah.
0: Right. Well, you know, and I just even going from my end as a, a pastor, you know, having a ministry in a, you know, a church and a ministry for over 32 years now, you know, I could say, well, if I, you know, if I let God out of the box in the church, if I just pursue him, mm-hmm. uh, just, you know, wide open with all that I have, it could cost, you know, people may leave the church, Mm -hmm. people may not like it. And I just, I want to say this from experience. There are people that that won't like it, but there will (laughs) be people that will love it because they're hungry for something real. They Mm -hmm. want the, and, and you know, the Bible says in the last days, and I've, I've again and again, God cautions me on this, that there'd be people that would that would, they would have a form of godliness, but they would deny the power of God. Mm. And it's a lie in America that you, the lie, the truth is maybe sometimes (laughs) is, you know, it's easier to build a big church without the presence of God. Mm -hmm. It's, it's, it's easier to build a big church on statistics and on marketing and on programs, but it's, it's a lie that, that people won't be drawn to a church that is spirit filled Mm. or or allows God to have his way or pursues revival or pursues him. That's a lie. Mm. That's a lie. The enemy wants every pastor to believe. Mm. And I I believe that, you know, where, where it's a pastor of a small church or a large church, it doesn't matter. You know, Leonard Ravenhill, you said, it's not about getting our churches filled with people. It's about having our people filled with God. Mm. And, And to me, that's the key. What do we, what are we leading people to? If we're just leading people to a church, to a club, to a community, yeah. but we're not we're not bringing the kingdom of God into the earth, we're not seeing revival, we're not seeing change, then we haven't really led people to the right thing because it, it does say that people would see our good works, but that they would glorify our father right, in heaven. Right. So who's getting the glory? Yeah, is it our is. church yeah. or is it him? And you know... We talk about flashlights, and your, your great-grandma, she was 101 when she passed, and she was a godly woman, mm-hmm. but she always had a flashlight. It tickles me, because <laughs> even when she had a walker, so when she was on her walker, as she was older, and uh, everybody in the family that would listen to this would, would just verify this <laughs> fact, she kept that flashlight, because she grew up in the day when electric was, was not common. It mm-hmm. was, I mean, you take, she was 101, yeah. she went from wow. uh, oil lamps Um, To electricity, to seeing electricity modernized, to Mm -hmm. seeing, you know, microwave ovens and cell phones. And I remember before she passed that she FaceTimed on a phone and (laughs) couldn't understand where the people were in that phone (laughs) or not. And it's a funny thing. But when I'm telling you what, that woman, when the electric went out, if you were in a house with her, her flashlight came (laughs) on. She was quick to have her light on. And I thought, man, that's a spiritual uh, implication right there that Mm -hmm. as soon as it gets dark, we have our light on. Wow. And that should be us as Christians. We should be, Mm. we we live in an hour where we should be so ready to turn on the light Mm. that when we, matter of fact, we should expect it when we wake up in the morning that we're going to have to turn that light on bright because it's a dark world, Mm. but it's amazing what one little light does in the darkness still, Mm -hmm. you know, darkness will never overcome light. If you know me, I love light. And you know, at Christmas time I love Christmas lights. I I, I like lights. I like lights, uh, I like lights on my vehicle, I like lights in the house. I mm-hmm. I would have lights on everything if I could. I just love lights. Mm-hmm. And and I think part of it is because I know the implication of light in the darkness and how mm-hmm. How light will bright up things, m- brighten up things? Brighten up things. Matter of fact, as I get older, you know, the more when I drive, I want brighter lights and brighter mm-hmm. lights because it, it's a little more difficult in the mm-hmm. dark to see. And and we we need to know that there needs to be enough light in us for others to see the way too. Mm. That they see the way, the path that we're supposed to go. And and we don't want to be flickering lights, right? And we don't want to be we don't want to be dim lights. Mm-hmm. We don't want to be undependable lights. You know, the worst thing is to have a flashlight that's undependable and you have an emergency. (laughs) Yeah. You know, I remember we had to, one time we had to go look for something in the woods at night that was lost. And I had, I had a flashlight that went out and, and this was a real life experience. I had to wait there until they came back to find me Mm -hmm. because I couldn't see my way to get to them. Wow. And, and the church has to have a bright enough light to have, to find their way to see the lost. Mm. It shouldn't be just the loss. You know, we've depended so many years, especially in America, of people just coming to church, oh, coming wow. to church, wow. coming to church. People aren't coming to church like they yeah. used to come to church. It's, it's, it's not. It's and, and, and I think that's why, don't, don't get mad at me, anybody, but I <laughs> think that's why churches went to gimmicks mm, to get people wow. to come to church. But the gimmick sense. is not what they need. They need Jesus, Yeah. except they don't know Jesus. Mm-hmm. So we got to get out to them. We've got to lead them to Jesus and bring them to church. Mm -hmm. But to do that, we need light. Mm. We need bright light. That's one thing. And and I want to talk about this a little bit in pursuing revival. It's one reason marketplace ministry is so important. It's one reason that people owning Christian, Christians owning stores, Christians having coffee shops, Christians having restaurants, Mm -hmm. Christians having businesses of any kind. It's out evangelism. in the marketplace, it is evangelism. <laughs> yeah. You know, one, one man said, our, our workplace is our worship station. Mm,
1: that's good. And,
0: you know, that's it's so important that the church see that pattern or that paradigm today, mm-hmm. that in pursuing revival, it, it may not be methodology changes. The gospel never mm. changes. Methodology changes, but it's not gimmicky. Mm. It's, not, it's not fake. It's mm-hmm. not clip-on. It's, it's real, you know, yeah. um, when I was a kid, uh, I hated wearing ties. And of course I was a heavy set kid, <laughs> if you know me, but you know, they had these clip on ties, yeah. but you know, everybody knew that it wasn't legit <laughs> because if, you, if you're any, uh, if you're any person at all that dresses up, you tie your own tie, yeah. right. But the clip on tie, you could just unclip and throw away. But we won't, we don't want to have clip on religion. Yeah. You know, we want to have the real, the real thing. And mm. That's if there's anything I know about Gen Z mm-hmm. and about your generation is they want something real. Authenticity. They, yeah. Authenticity and they want community. Mm, yeah. And there's no there's no place to find that community like the body of Christ. No. There's no place to find that real community like the church. Yeah. There isn't. That's where community is created. You know, we, we worry too many times, I think, about church about having uh, a kids group and a youth group and, and, and and it's all necessary because people need to learn on their level. But honestly, the true church, it's like a family that kids fit with adults, Mm. adults fit with kids. And sometimes I think we draw a line where we shouldn't. I think we, we, especially in worship, when we worship Mm. together, it's so neat to see, I love (laughs) seeing little kids like our granddaughter and and your, your little niece, Mm. um, worshiping God as a two-year-old just wide open up there worshiping God and that blesses the person that's 90 or Mm -hmm. 91 in church when they see that little one blessing the Lord they're blessing the Lord and Mm -hmm. all in different levels I love to see some people dance
1: yeah
0: you know some people run some Mm -hmm. people jump up and down
1: yeah
0: Um, you know some people just stand still just in honor some people Mm -hmm. on their knees yeah on their face before God. The expressions of worship are endless and just as they are our ages. Mm-hmm. But that worship, because it's of the one true living God, mm-hmm. it's of Jesus, yeah. that worship brings us together as the church yeah. that we can be a bright and shining light. But we we have to have revival. And I think revival frees us mm-hmm.
1: again wow.
0: of yeah. what people think of our worship, mm-hmm. of what people and again, if we would get people saved and then bring them to church, <laughs> man, wow. we would see something different because yeah. if you're the one, if you're getting them uh, saved and bringing them to church, you're probably going to take responsibility for their discipleship as well.
1: Wow. Yeah, that's true. And that's
0: the way the church was supposed to be. That's mm. the pattern. Wow. It's not to just attract them and let's get them in the door. <laughs> let's get them in the door for 30 minutes for what? Yeah. To see that church is okay. Right. Mm, I want them to know Jesus. Mm-hmm. Okay. I believe in getting them in the door. And, and I listen, if donuts do it, you know, have donuts. <laughs> if coffee right. does it, coffee. I'm not against any of that. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, let's make sure that we're not gimmicky. Let's make sure yeah. that we're real. That's good. And that we, we use the gospel and Jesus, um, who's beautiful, to attract people. We're out of time again. <laughs> we have to pray. Um, you know, I don't know how far we'll go with this, but let's let's pray today, Lord. We thank you that we want to be real. Yeah. We want to be authentic. We want to lead people to you, Lord, and bring them to mm-hmm. church. We want to see churches spring up out of the yes. wilderness, Lord, yes. in this hour. We want to see revival. We want to see in every nation. We want to see revival. We want to see America turn back to God. We believe mm-hmm. you're not done with America yes, yet, yes. God. And so we're, we're thankful for Gen Z. We're thankful for these young people. Mm-hmm. We're thankful for their zeal. We pray, God, for the, the, the power, the fire of God yes. to fall on this generation as we pursue you, as we pursue revival in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for tuning in today. You can find us at anchorchurch.live. Please let us know you're listening by filling out the digital connection card on our website. Again, that's anchorchurch.live. Remember, Stand firm, stay anchored to Jesus, and you will weather any storm.